How you doing? God bless you. Amen. All right, let's get a, another message under our belt here. Today we're going to talk about the bad seed. The bad seed. thought we'd change up the pace a little bit, and I asked the Lord to give me something in a different angle, and this is what the Lord came up with. Uh, for context and for history purposes, uh, let's go to Joshua 7. That way we can lay out a little background here. It says, Now Joshua sent men from Jericho, and you know this story because you've heard me preach around it before, uh, to Ai, uh, which is near Beth, Avon, to the east of Bethel. And he told them, I want y'all to go up and spy out the region. Uh, you familiar with that? And so the men went up and spied out Ai. And when they returned to Joshua, they said, Oh, man, uh, not all the army will even have to go up against these people. There's so many of them, I mean, there's so few of them who live there. So only about 3,000 went up. But they were routed by the men of Ai. And, and literally, 36 of them got killed. They chased the Israelites from the city gate as far as the stone quarries and struck them down on the slopes. And at this, the hearts of the people melted in fear. I mean, they literally became like water. Joshua had sent his 3,000 men to lay siege to this city. And, and the reason he did it was because this was like the next enemy conclave that was targeted for capture. And... An advance to I would bring Israel beyond the Jordan Valley and kind of give them a foothold in the central highlands, so to speak. Give them a good spot where they can win other wars because they can see them coming. And the funny thing about this place, it, it was only a small place in the ruins, uh, but it was a strategic location. And it and wasn't nothing but a few folk up there, a little outpost of Canaanites. And this should have been a pushover for Israel. But that ain't what happened. <laughs> not at all. That is not what happened. The so-called siege or route <laughs> became a route of them. It was a debacle. I mean, it's like A's little army chased them Israelites from the city gate all the way to the stone quarries. And I mean, struck them down, struck them down hard. And, 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 and here's the thing. Israel was not used to defeat. They were not used to being conquered. And they were not used to having so many casualties, especially by a little ragtag army. 32 fine young men were killed. I beat the crap out of Israel. And, 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 and this scared them. Because it, it, the Bible says their heart melted and they became like water. So they regrouped 
to lick their wounds and grieve their dead. While Joshua attempted to determine what in the world, I, I, I don't understand this. What went wrong? Huh? Now, now remember, you're in the seventh chapter of Joshua. And keep in mind, Joshua is a new leader. He's right after Moses. And so he's already full of anxiety and perplexity. And, and he didn't have the calmness or confidence of Moses. He, he was a young leader and his faith still needed to grow. And this was not the way to do it. And, and Joshua literally was thrown off and he struggled with this. I mean, what in the world happened? He was basically saying, Lord, I, you had me to be leader here. And you told me it would be all right. Now, what happened? And what are you going to do about this? And, and the Lord replied in the 10th through 11th verse, right there in the 7th chapter. The Lord said to Joshua, get up off your face. Israel has sinned and disobeyed my commandment and has taken loot when I said it was not to be taken. And they've not only taken it, but they lied about it and hid it amongst their blowings. They hid it in the tent. I mean, God touched his finger right to the problem. He said in verse one, there is sin among the Israelis. God's command to destroy everything except that which was reserved for the Lord's treasury was flat out disobeyed. For Achan, the son of Carmi, the grandson of Zebdi, and the great-grandson of Zerah of the tribe of Judah, took some loot for himself. And the Lord was very angry with the entire nation of Israel because of what Achan did. What am I saying? There's a bad seed in the house. Look at chapter 6, 17 and 18. God had told them previously to kill everyone except Rahab. You remember that? The prostitute and anyone in her house for she protected our spies. Don't take any loot for everything is to be destroy. If it isn't, disaster will fall upon the entire nation of Israel. It, can it be any clearer? Is that clear enough for you? Now listen, we may not know the what or why as to what was to be destroyed, but there was something especially corrupting about Jericho. The inhabitants were devotees of the moon god, Yerik. And remember, only Rahab and her family were saved. Jericho was a spearhead or a fountainhead of heretical teaching. Canaanites was just all over the place. 
just doing some real bad stuff. And it was just contaminating everything and everybody. And God did not want Israel mixed up in this mess. That's why when he, when he had them take over all those different lands, he said, kill everybody. Because if not, even if one was spared, they were just going to spread the same old mess. And just to get it started all over again now with God's people. And God did not want his people contaminated. So in other words, there was a reason that God said, don't take this stuff. All this moon worship or idolatry had a certain zeal or seductive pull to it. And what happened is it degraded anybody that got near it and touched it and dealt with it. You, you, you know how we allow ourselves to get mixed up in some stuff, not realizing how powerful it really is or the pull that it has. You, you, you know what I'm talking about. I, I don't, I don't want to make this a long message. But, but some of the stuff we get into, it seduces us. Huh? I, I don't need a name, none of, none of it, do I? You see, we, we don't think it's that strong, and so we toy with it and play with it. And before we know it, we caught up in it. Huh? And this is what God was trying to save Israel from. And again, I don't want to stretch this out. Before we know it, we are in deep trouble. We're in too deep to get out. We thought we were just going to touch, touch in there a little bit, you know. <laughs> My God, I almost said something. I don't want to be offensive to anybody, but, you know, uh, <laughs> you can't just put the head in, so to speak. Because that's not where it's going to stop. And before you know it, you're going to be, you go too far. And then what happens? Then you're in deep trouble. And then there's injuries and consequences and repercussions. You think men intend to mess up their family when they go out and get involved in something? No, they don't intend to, but that's exactly what happens. They ruin the family of the woman they're with, and they ruin their own family. And see, God already knew that even the slight contact with this stuff whatever it was, would bring about serious problems. And not only so, corruption to a whole nation. God is always looking out for our best interests, even when we are not. Oh, thank you, Jesus. But listen, one bad seed in a group, and in this particular group, from the tribe of Judah, his name was Achan, the son of Armin. And he plundered, right there in verse 1 of 7, chapter, Jericho. And then he hid the goods. Yeah, yeah, he hid it. He hid the goods, and he didn't think anybody would ever find but they did, and in a bad way. He plundered Jericho, and, and he plunged the entire nation into ruin by hiding these goods, these treasures, in his tent. Now listen, 
Achan, and his name means double trouble. And that's exactly what he caused. He troubled himself and he troubled others. Now he may have acted alone, but he was not the only one who was harmed or who was affected. A whole lot of folk were killed because of his wrongdoing. You look at 2220 of Joshua and it says, when Achan, the son of Zerah, was unfaithful in regard to the devoted things, did not wrath come on the whole community of Israel? He was not the only one who died for his sin. He brought death and destruction to his family and his friends because they had to kill him and his family. And remember, 32 soldiers have already died. So you see, some of us, we don't realize that what we do hurts ourselves and others. We become the bad seed. You cannot contain sin. You can't just do the little bit you want to do and then you're just going to straighten it all out and it's going to be okay. That's not how sin works. You don't have any control over sin. Once you start toying with it, it gets out of control like a child playing with matches in a vacant lot that's full of weeds. And next thing you know, the whole lot is on fire with one small match. He dropped it, thinking he could stump it out. And next thing you know, the whole lot is on fire. You think you can do something in the darkness? In time, it's coming out to the light. Yeah. And then what does it do? It destroys you and those you love. You become the bad seed. Adultery is never good. Oh, it may feel good, but the results of it just ruin everything for both parties. Drugs might seem to be okay for the moment. Get you through some stuff. Take your mind off some stuff, you know. But then you got to come back down to earth. The drugs got to be paid for. And then you get caught high at work and lose your job. And alcohol, the same thing. Folks say, I, 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 I got this down. I know what I'm doing. I can drink. I ain't no alcoholic. You're drinking in the morning, drinking in the afternoon, drinking in the evening. You know, got, got alcohol in your breath at work. And then you drive drunk. And hurt somebody. See you. You thought you could do it. But you became. A bad. Seed. Hebrews 12 15 says. See to it. That no one falls short. Of the grace of God. And that no bitter root. Grows up. To cause trouble. And defile many. What you, what you talking about there Paul. Well, it's a metaphor from Moses from Deuteronomy 12, uh, 29, 18. And this is what he said. Make sure there is no man and no woman, no clan or tribe among you today whose heart turns away from the Lord our God to go and worship the gods, small g, 
of those other nations. Make sure there is no root among you that produces such bitter poison. There is a bad seed in the house, in our churches, in our families, on our jobs, among our friendships. There's always that bad seed that not only hurts themselves, but also hurt others. It's like a poisonous plant and it just slowly finds its way into your heart or into your family. That's like you're sitting at a meal and it just ruins everybody sitting at the table. It just endangers everybody sitting at the table. A poison root. Huh? You know, the Bible says to be not unequally yoked. And we disobey God and, and we go out and marry somebody who don't know God, don't want to know God, ain't thinking about God. So maybe somebody from a total different religion, maybe an atheist, this, that, and then try to raise a family. And oh, there it is, that bitter root. Just messed up. It can work. But but God has to get in there and fix and turn and do all kinds of things. See, see that's the beauty of God. His grace and his mercy he comes right behind us and fixes up what we messed up intentionally. That bitter root. God is trying to prevent us from going into this mess, from getting caught up in something that he knows is not going to work. But we want to do our own thing. So we just go out there and get unequally yoked with somebody who don't know God. Whose heart is turned away from the Lord. And our transgressions can literally bring death and destruction to our household and to our friends. I mean, my God, I told you I was a cop for 23 years. How many DUIs driving under the influence? I had hundreds of them. And you know what some of the folks told me? They said, you know, when we left the party, we told him not to drive, but he insisted, and we just we just got in the car, and two people in the car died, and three got injured. Why did you get in the car? Because somebody insisted that they wanted to drive when they told you they could do it, and you knew they couldn't because they say they just had a buzz, but what is that? that that's that they're drunk. And now that bitter root, that bad seed, has killed two people. It doesn't matter that they didn't do it intentionally. It's still dead. How many of us have caused pain in our friendships, in our families, places we go because we be that bitter root, that bad seed? Yeah, yeah, I'm almost done. The Bible is telling us May there be no root in us that produces such lethal and awful fruit. Don't be the bad seed. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be long today. I'm done. But I want Andre to come and I want to sing. I want him to sing, take me back. Take me back, dear Lord. To the place where I first received you. Take me back. Take me back, dear Lord. 
Because some of us have forgotten how God picked us up out of the muck and out of the mire and how he turned us around. And we've been fiddling around with stuff we ought not be dealing with. We, 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 we're taking bitter root and we've become the bad seed. We're not doing it intentionally, but nevertheless, still going to have the same result. There are consequences and repercussions when we do what we ought not. Especially after we've been warned like Joshua was warned in the book of Joshua. All of Judah was told, don't take nothing. And yet one of them did. And then lied and said he didn't take anything. I didn't do nothing. <laughs> wow. The old familiar cry. I didn't do nothing. And 32 people had to die. Including he and his family. The doors of the church are open. Come on. Come on. Just because you're walking up here doesn't mean you're the bad seed. Whatever is going on right now is between you and God, not between whoever else is sitting there. Those of you who hear this from a podcast, you're in your own personal room, you're in your car, wherever you are, it's between you and God. Get it right, get it straight. Fix this. Ask the Lord to take you back to that place where he picked you up and turned you around. And changed your life. We just can't forget what God has done for us. And go back to mess. Oh my God. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, God bless you. Come on. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you right now. For this beautiful, quick, short message. The bad seed. I pray that it resonates in the heart and mind and soul of those who have heard it. And that somebody is saved, that somebody is blessed, that somebody is encouraged, that somebody is inspired, that somebody is uplifted. That somebody realizes they don't want to be that bitter root, that bad seed. In the name of Jesus, oh God, this is my prayer and I thank you for the answer and the blessing. This is Faith Worth Finding Ministries Weekly Encouragements by Namware. God bless you. And I pray that you will tell a friend and share this message that somebody might be helped. Amen. Hmm.